This is Andrew Marshall of Winter Hearth, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious. Hi, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast, brought to you by your uh, dear guest host, Reina from Silentium, as well as Mr. Soda Can, Bruce, and Mr. Donuts, Chris. Me? Hey, I don't want the... I I never asked for that freaking nickname. (laughs) Well, did did Bruce ask for Mr. Soda Can? He actually did. Yeah, I I think think Numb Nuts sticks pretty well. Oh, fuck. I thought we were supposed to be in a politically correct age here where we we don't bully people because they have a condition about numb nuts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a medical problem here. Very seriously. (laughs) Hey, on a serious note, if I start heavy breathing, somebody sent me a text in this message box I got open. <laughs> Again, I was editing that video the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so funny!" You guys are like, "You breathed so heavy, <laughs> man." It's a heavy metal breathing podcast. Right? I was I was listening to the morning show today when I was taking my wife to work, and the host he's like super famous guy, and he's like talking. All of a sudden, he's like. <laughs> And he's just talking. And I'm like, who the fuck does this? <laughs> nice. I know, right? There's actually like plugins that will clean that stuff up for you. Not really. <laughs> I know there is. Like I, I do these podcasts for a living as well. And I do them with this like famous rapper from Finland at his studio. And he says there is that there's like some plugins that can clean out the like the mouth sounds and shit. Oh yeah. Like, there's I, I'm an audio engineer and I do forensic audio. Um, mm-hmm. and I've worked for governments. There's software that can clean up clicks and pops and background noise a little bit here and there, but it's not, there's no de snorter, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no de coffer. A de snorter. Fix <laughs> it. All right. So, anyway, today we're going to be talking to Andrew Marsh, who's the singer guitarist from Whiteheart. And Chris, I don't know where NL is. You said that's like okay, wait, What did you call them? That's not correct. The band's name is Winter Heart. Oh yeah, well, Winter Heart. That's what I said. Yeah, no wonder I'm so <laughs> fucking confused today. And I'm numb nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the best here. Okay. All right. So we're going to be speaking to Andrew Marsh of Winter Heart. Did I get it right this time? Yes. Yes. And All I'm, right, I'm just going to warn you: if they're from the East Coast, it's going to be a little hard to understand them. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and grab him and see what he's got to say. Okay, Andrew. Hello. Uh, it says call. Hello. Oh, he's here. We made it. Andy, Andrew, I apologize for all the fuck ups. It's all Chris. No, you see, Andrew, I'm I'm a Canadian. I had to come in and solve this shit. <laughs> oh, shots getting fired. <laughs> hey, hey, your voice sounds pretty good. What mic are you using? I am using a Sennheiser 835. See, this is why I like Canadians. Fucking competency. Yeah. <laughs> I have you- a problem where my ears are so incredibly small that if I have like plugs in my ears and try to listen to music, they will just fucking pop out. So Sennheiser is actually the only company that makes like these plugins small enough that they can really? fit my ears. 
there you go. Fun fact. We can move forward now. Interesting. Okay, Andrew, give us the two second. Well, I'll give you 10 second elevator pitch for your band. Winter Hearth. Let's hear it. Winter Hearth. Yeah. Do you like brutal and fast and theatrical and from Newfoundland to Labrador, which very rarely has an extreme band? Okay. Yeah, stuff. But why did you add the H? Oh, at the end. Uh, oh, in the band name. Yeah. Uh, it was actually our original bass player, Robbie. He was a huge RPG fan, and at the time we were rehearsing, we had a gig coming up in I think three days, and still no band name. I was like, "Oh dear God!" <laughs> I was. I was vouching to call it Misery Saint or Blasphemous Intent. One was too long, and the other one was like, Misery Saint, we're not, we're not a doom metal band. Come on, we're not doom metal, doom metal, doom metal. I was like, okay. So um, I was like, anyway, enough for this. Practice is over. Come on, Robbie. I'll bring you home. Freak Snowstorm appeared. And Robbie is just like, in a daze, he's like, what about... Winter, Winter Hearth. Just gelled in my mind for 10 seconds. I was like, Robbie, I think we got the band name. I think we got it. I think you did it. You did it, bud. And I thought it was um, like this original word he came up with. Turns out he's just a huge RPG fan. And I guess it's some kind of reference to Skyrim. I'm not too familiar with Skyrim. <laughs> I don't know anything about those games either, but cool. That's a, an interesting way to come up with a name. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually have a pressing question for you. This is super pressing. Uh, here we go. Was, yeah. Was up? Alexander Keith's or Labatt's Blue? What? <laughs> you, you know what? I think they're talking about crappy beer. I'm not much. I, I, I'm not a drinker. However, I'm going to have to go with Labatt because we got a factory here. Right on. Okay, (laughs) so just a fun fact for the two people that are from the U.S. here, even though I live here now. Um, Labatt Blue is like a Canadian beer, and back in the late 90s, it won the Best Pilsner in the World Award. Really? Yes. But see, it's hard to tell what some guy... I mean, you drink light, Miller Light. In Canada, I didn't. Oh, Okay. So it was basically chosen to be the best of the worst. There you go. <laughs> oh, you don't, you, hey, you don't go cutting down fucking Pilsner on this podcast. <laughs> I might, my nuts might be numb, but we're not going there. Anyways, back to the band. Um, how are you guys getting through this situation uh, with COVID and not being able to play? I know where you guys live, there's no COVID. So yeah, can you play shows? True? Yeah, there's no cases on the east coast of Canada because they're smart. They locked it up. <laughs> Actually, um, there could be two right now, but both <laughs> both people were practicing isolation, and it was I'm pretty sure travel related. Yeah, yeah, Bruce. They they closed the border. Wow. To the province. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did we're they like did they or- did they close it to Labrador too, or was that just? Um. I'm not too sure. I can't com- comment on that one fully, but I'm pretty sure the town where you get the ferry from Newfoundland to actually, you actually take to get to Labrador, you take a ferry to southern Quebec. Yeah. And then you drive up to Labrador, and I think they locked out. 
that town from ferry access, and there's been a few protests about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. this is interesting. Yeah, cool, so, cool, cool. So well, how about can, you guys? How about the band? Um, right now, it's more or less, I guess you'd say, reinventing the wheel. Like, this year, I haven't played one show, and uh, <laughs> I at least play, even here, I play sometimes two to four a month. Now, that's not our winter earth. I play in a skate punk band called DIY, but basically trying to reinvent the wheel. So hopefully maybe we can do some live stream shows. But me being an AV technician and as a day job, I want this live stream show stuff to be spot on perfect. You know, I don't want to be like like shoddy frame rates and bad connections. Like it has to be perfection. I bet I've I- seen go ahead. I've seen some of both and I know like Catatonia did it. And actually, Lamb of God just did it really kick ass. But I've seen some, you know, that are coming from the basement with handhelds, and it definitely doesn't work that well. Right. And, right. and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if, if that's the only resources they got. But given my background, I, I, I can just picture my friends the next day saying, What's wrong with you? What are you doing? And considering you work at an AV company that no longer has work, you could probably get a pretty good deal. <laughs> it's funny. Um, from March to about. September, it was just dead, like 97. I'd say 97% of business was gone. But now we're actually starting to get work again, given some of the restrictions that have been lifted. Yeah, And we've been doing a lot of outdoor movie events throughout the summer, too, with the big blow-up screens, like She's 40 feet high, maybe. Oh, man. You so, know, that would be a fucking epic live stream. Holy shit. So <laughs> the next time you do an outdoor movie, like, just set it up a day early. <laughs> go shoot your fucking live stream in front of the big video board. Oh right. my god, that'd be fucking epic. <laughs> and I make, oh yeah, make best do it if there's a community event where they're showing some Disney or Pixar movie, and just <laughs> don't tell them. It's just us instead. The Little Mermaid, <laughs> open by Winterhearth. It's <laughs> a good way to get fired. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Anyways, is there? Go ahead. Is is there a scene up there? I mean, because I'm picturing Newfoundland being like way in the middle of nowhere. And maybe it's just uh, my ignorance. But is there a scene up there? Like, uh, is there places to play? Or do you have to head out to mainland Canada? Oh, there's places to play here. Obviously, not as much as uh, the rest of the mainland. Um, the worst part is going that route, getting the cost figured out for plane, transportation, your ferry or your ferry. Both very expensive. Um Mostly you play in St. John's. I've played shows out in Clarenville, small town about two hours away, uh, Cornerbrook and uh, Stephenville. Bands play out there. Now, in regards to a scene, I don't. I wouldn't call it considered a scene, say, for example, Florida death metal or Norway black metal. It's a big collective of lots of different genres. Like, you got us that... Went to Hearth, for example, would be black metal with a bit of, like, I consider us black metal with some thrash elements, some progressive elements, some in-your-face punk. You got bands like Devastator, which has the groove metal aspect. You got Category 6, which I uh, would consider, like, think of old-school power metal, like the Running Wild, early Halloween era kind of stuff. Uh, we got these upcoming kids on the western side of the island, uh, Automata. If you're really into the deathcore stuff, like Whitechapel, they mm-hmm. recently released a brand new single back in July called Voiceless, and they are killing it with the algorithms on digital streaming. It's crazy. Oh, nice. I'll have to so there is a scene. Out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever make it as I, far as far south as Halifax? 
Actually, uh, a few years ago, I played Maritime Metal Fest, which was in Windsor, Nova Scotia. Really? And I did uh, spend some time in Halifax during that weekend. And uh, uh, Chris, you're the, you're the guy from Canada, correct? I am, yes. I'm sure, um, being a Canadian, you know who Theodore the Tugboat is? I don't, know. Oh, the kids showed you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. yellow tugboat. Yeah, yeah. Theodore is a, is a tourist attraction in Halifax. <laughs> and I was so starstruck by Theodore, I forgot to take a photo of him. <laughs> <laughs> Halifax is a fucking beautiful city, man. It's, it's beautiful. It's so fucking old, though. Like, hey, Bruce and Rita, Halifax once had a fucking super explosion. And it's like yep. it's like part of the history. Like when you're walking along the ocean, they have like all these uh, inf- info boards about like this explosion that demolished the city. <laughs> really? Yeah. It just, yep. It it's blew true. right to smithereens. <laughs> and um, I'm currently living uh, in St. John's, Newfoundland, and just off St. John's, you got Bell Island. Yeah. And back during World War II, the Nazis actually torpedoed the ship. Next to Bell Island. Fucking Nazis. Stupid Nazis. <laughs> we all yeah. hate Nazis. That's something we can all agree with. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, this podcast goes off the rails really easy. So, um, where can people find uh, your band? Oh, man. We're everywhere. Uh, I like to start off saying if uh, for merchandise, you go on to stillheavyproductions.bigcartel.com. You'll see all of the latest band merch. We're available on all digital streaming platforms, so get your Spotify and your Apple Music or your Google Play on the go. Uh, follow us. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash winterhearthmetal. We're on Instagram. And yeah, like we try to be on as much stuff as possible. I personally haven't really dove into the Twitter side of things yet, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rest in peace, Google Play Music. It's, it's coming to an end. Right, that's become on YouTube because um, I got the email because I was a Google Play subscriber. Yeah, and I imported to my library to YouTube a bunch of times and it just kept failing. And I was like, okay, so I moved on to the Spotify boat. No yeah. disrespect to uh, <laughs> YouTube, I'm sure. I'm sure people um, when they first get it now, it's going to be awesome. But being a music aficionado like me, and here's me with like on my phone alone probably 80 gigs of music because I personally bought a 120 gig SD card to put into the phone for that reason. <laughs> right. I was like, man, how am I going to... Tr- I can't just keep doing this. <laughs> See, this is why you love music. People that exactly. love music do shit like that. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And what's funny with me, like, I can be sitting down and I can put on a Mac Miller tune or a Tupac tune or... Tegan and Sarah, and people are looking at me and they're like, but you like Demon Borger. How can you like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's, uh, I think everybody listens to stuff outside of it, you know, even if you have... Exactly. Even if you're a metalhead, I think you're, if you're a musician or you can appreciate other stuff for sure. Hey, oh, uh, the best one. What was that? No, I was just going to say, I'm a metalhead, but I'm learning how to sing Man in Motion right now. And you like Justin Bieber. I mean, oh, we just fuck off. Hey, that, that's a fucking step too far. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to it because my wife lets me. <laughs> he's, he's probably, him and Drake, man, are the two biggest in Canada. 
Ah, I'd put Chad Kruger up there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, Andrew, before we go, uh, Riverbed Empire. I'm looking at the artwork. Really killer stuff. When is that? You have a date for that to be released? Riverbed Empire has been out for a little over a month now. Oh, it has that. It's out already. Yeah. yeah. Bruce doesn't really do any research. But yeah. I was, <laughs> I was just listening to, um, I was on uh, Metal Injection where in August they published your grotesque new track, Charmed by the Dead. Oh, yes. And I was listening to that track. That's heavy as fuck. Oh, thank you. That song was actually supposed to be on our first full-length, Curse of Summer, but um, I'm not sure how far you dove into our discography, but uh, this track on the first album called They Own the Night, and it's They Own the Night and Charmed are a bit too similar to have on the same album, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and at the time, I was like, man, like I love this song way too much. Like This is not a first album song. This is like, you know, we got to keep this one in your in your back pocket, you know, and release it when it's ready. And I'm pretty sure, like, if you heard the whole album, that tune, you can really hear the Chuck Schuldiner influence, especially, like, from the symbolic and individual thought pattern album era. Right. <laughs> cool. The, right? Artwork, the artwork is pretty fantastic. Is that, uh, was that your guys' concept, or did you hire somebody to come up with that? We hired Mark Richards from Heavy Hand Illustration. And prior to, uh, well, my manager, Tony, it's still heavy. Great guy. He will always be at your corner no matter what. Uh, he he mentioned Mark to me, and I don't really follow up on a bunch of illustrators. The only one I can really like say it right away is Roger Dean because of I mean when you see a yes artwork. Oh yeah, you know right away, right? And and it's like the more you look at it, it's like okay, so you look at that, and then you look at the movie Avatar. Even though it's a coincidence, it's like, okay, I can see why he may have tried to sue the guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of uh, alien imagery, but um, yeah, he mentioned uh, Mark Richards to me, and I looked at his uh, portfolio on, on the interwebs, and I was just floored. I couldn't believe it. Like, get a chance, go on Heavy Hand Illustration, man. It's mind-blowing. And the concept... I mentioned the the title Riverbed Empire came from me because I really liked it's a combination of two things I really enjoyed uh, the title of the HBO series Boardwalk Empire and uh, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with Watershed Down it's a novel from I think the seventies yeah uh, yeah but basically rabbits and they're acting like oh, humans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the, the song Riverbed is kind of a similar concept, only it's about fish in an ecosystem having political struggles. Oh, oh what an idea. Yeah. How, how very ideas. East Coast of you. Right? <laughs> well, when I submitted the idea to my manager, I was like, oh, man, he's going to think I'm on whack their drugs tonight. Well, you are. <laughs> You're on more drugs than you usually are. Huh? Right. It's legal in Canada. It's not a problem. Oh, right. yeah, I can go. I'd go to the corner store and buy 28 grams. Ah, you suck. <laughs> and he can grow four plants at the In same time. In the nicest time. way. He can grow four plants at home, and no problem. Right? And you get your grower license or something and just bypass it, grow as many as you want. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I have to say about your sound, though, that I really, really appreciate that you've taken the sort of the, the traditional route of getting the 
the vocal sounds right by like just you know shoving that microphone up somebody's ass and have the like singer <laughs> in that vague direction and then you have that like perfect black metal vocals <laughs> oh man i call it uh, my whole approach to with her recordings is uh, a modern a modern spin on a classic take so like like modern and still extreme and but you can't forget like the days of the early black metal scene, you know, you can't forget the Bathories, you can't forget the Merciful Fates, and you can't even forget like the, the real classics either, like the Saxons, the Iron Maidens, the yeah. Diamond Heads, you know, because like it's it's classic for a reason, it's timeless, and that's why people got into metal in the first place. And obviously, you can't forget Black Sabbath. Who? Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Did they have a singer anyone ever heard of? Maybe two. Maybe a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I always vouch. Like I, I don't know why. I'm always in the corner for the Tony Martin stuff. It's like, man, stop making fun of Tony Martin. Sabbath, Headless Cross was amazing. You know what? It was amazing. And I'm going to tell you something. I was always a fan of, and I still am, of the uh, Ian Gillen Born Again era. I have uh, two copies of that on vinyl and a special deluxe CD. Isn't it amazing? I listen to that like Zero the Hero and all that shit. I could listen to all day long. It's just hilarious because Ian Gillen's vocals, which at times can be kind of goofy. Yeah, but, but still they fit. <laughs> it fits. Okay, I have yep. a funny Sabbath story for you guys. I know that we're running long, but so I used to be a bass player. Well, I still play bass, but um, before I started singing, and I used to go to this store in Vancouver, Long and McQuaid, which is like a Canadian guitar center, basically. It's the guitar center in Canada at the moment. It is, yeah. So I'd go down there, and the guy that ran the bass set area, his name was Wayne, and he only listened to Black Sabbath. Like, if he was working, only Black Sabbath played in, that, in the bass room. That's it. And you'd be like, oh, I'm looking for a bass. He's like, well, this one sounds really good. It sounds like this Sabbath record, and this one has this Sabbath record. <laughs> His whole thing was fucking Sabbath. Like, it never ended. <clears throat> And he was kind of like this, everyone kind of laughed at him, but he was like one of those loved guys. And he died of cancer. And at his funeral, all these customers showed up. And he they played Sabbath at his fucking funeral. <laughs> oh, <great>. my <laughs> God. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. Do you check out Long McQuaid much now, even though you're living in the States? Sometimes I do, yeah. Yeah, because they got like this deal center section now where it, it showed the database of every Long McQuaid sale selection yeah it's great it's really right? good. Yeah. It's like what <laughs> yeah man anyway anyway sorry no no, no 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 i was just gonna say if it wasn't for long mcquade's easy credit i would have never became a guitar player or a singer or a recording engineer or nothing you just walk in and you're like i want to buy this they're like do you want to buy it outright or do you want to pay over time over time they're like sign this and that's it <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's true. And now the, the, the turnaround is 24% interest rate. Yeah, yeah. I, I always paid it off early, but it was just like, it was just like one of those things like, oh, yeah, here it is. Yours. And it's they, hilarious. Uh, I've financed that much stuff through Lama McQuaid over the past 10 years. I recently purchased a house. And like they seen the Lama McQuaid credit files when I got my credit check. And it's like I had to go up, ask the owners, like, can you write me a letter stating I'm not going to finance anything for a little while and I have a zero dollar account? Nice. Thank you. Yes. And yes, and I'm, sho- I'm shocked that your accent isn't as thick as I thought it was going to be. 
Thank you. People tell me about you before you came on. So yeah, Yeah, we were talking about you. I I warned them. I said, "Hey, this guy's from the East Coast. We're gonna have a hard time understanding him." (laughs) It's like British meets Irish meets Scottish meets. I don't know what. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't really have it. So (laughs) thank you. You guys got to do me a favor. So you guys playing bands? I do. Can I do not? Yeah. I have my band Silentium, yeah. Rena's a big guys, uh, Rena's actually uh, the star of the show and we're just chumps. Yeah. Rena. <laughs> so can you guys, if you ever get to time, like just send me your band stuff on Facebook because I'd love to listen to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna come and look for you now. All right, Andrew, I appreciate you taking the time. I'll send you the link when it gets up and be safe, my friend. Party you on, too, eh? guys. Take care. Hey, party on, yeah. Garth. <laughs> All right. That's what it's a boot. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck you. That's a low blow. Whoa. We'll see, you, Andrew. see you guys. Bye. Take care, man. Be well. Right. Bye. Bye. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.